This is Alan. This is Brandon. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the miniatures gaming podcast where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right, so here's the question that makes you either feel good about yourself or bad about yourself. What have you been up to for the hobby this week? Five minutes. Ooh. Well, we, I guess, uh, we have together been playtesting our uh, game more, and so I've been spending more time just fixing up some stuff with the army builder. Uh, so I guess that doesn't really fully count as miniature hobby. Well, the playtesting mm-hmm. does, obviously, because we're playing games and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, and we've been doing a lot of updates. But uh, for specific model stuff, I have finally finished my Shakush. So you're well, your Infinity Robots? Mm-hmm. Yes. So in between our playtesting our game and, and, and tweaking a whole bunch of stats, I finally did get that guy done. He looks like a Zaku. It's awesome. Yeah, okay. It's kind of cool that Infinity does, like, knockoff stuff. Because you're like, oh, man, I like that thing in this other reference. Then you can have your version of it in the game. So I kind of like that part. Cool with everything not being original. Really? I don't don't necessarily like it. Mm, (laughs) I just like the model. I think it's like a... It's it's a cross between... What what did someone say? Like, uh, a Zaku and a... uh, sound wave no not sound wave shock wave from 80s transformers from 80s transformers the guy that took care of cybertron while megatron was uh buried on earth for millions of years mm-hmm. so yeah so it's kind of a derivative why not sure how about you what do you mean up to oh so earlier today i started painting my next frostgrave war band for uh-huh. doing an elementalist and just start doing sort of the prep stages. I said I was just going to do one miniature as like a test paint, but I've kind of already did it, done a similar test paint that I think you saw when you came over. But I'm taking a totally different approach to the painting, and I, I said I was just going to do one to test the approach, but then I just started painting a dozen at once. Because, you know, you have yeah, the paint on your palette or on your airbrush. So you're like, oh, there's more. Let's just keep doing another, keep doing another guy. So I just started doing yeah, 12 and at once. You don't actually have that much time. <laughs> so we're starting no, a, pen, not a really. campaign very soon. Got a week and a half, maybe? 12 yep, days? So Yeah, something like yeah, that. So I just have three guys to work on, mm-hmm. um, which I still not finished. I was going to work on it today, but uh, somehow it didn't get on my table. Yeah. All right. So like to get this done quickly... Before, for my last Frostgrave Warband, I kind of did it more like a slap chop method where you just do like a, you pre-shade the thing, you dry brush the thing, you do a heavy wash over it. This yeah. time, I'm like, uh, I don't know if that makes the best results for everything. So I'm kind of taking an approach of the flat areas to do like airbrushing on them to get things set up. And then the not flat areas, I'll kind of go with the more slap chop, like dry brush, wash or kind of like a heavy wash over top of it to get the color and then do edge highlighting on both of them. Cause edge highlighting, I'm pretty sure is essential to make everything look good. So I think there's, I'm trying to do a combination of those two techniques. Like some people just like airbrush, appreciate everything, then get to painting or they just do like the, the speed paint method. But I'm like, no, I think, I think if I use both, I'll get a better result. Okay. But you'll probably spend more time. 
Yeah, but <laughs> then again, like if you're using the right tool for the job, in theory, maybe you spend less time because it's the right tool for the job. So that's how I'm justifying it. And the outcome should be okay. better. Like using the right tool for the job, job yeah. should at least have a better yeah, outcome. Sure. That, the second part I can agree with. I'm not mm-hmm. sure about the first part. Well, we'll see. I don't think you've you've played an unpainted model in a while. So I, I believe in you. Although they have paint like all over them now. It's just whether it's complete because you just take the airbrush out and you start spraying them. And then they have – because I started with like the dark undercolor to sort of build mm-hmm. up from with either airbrushing on it if it's smooth or like dry Maybe. brushing on it. If it's Maybe this will be faster. We'll see. We'll, we'll find out. And yeah. will you use it for your Infinity models or basically never? Oh, only if I really need to get that army ready for Adepticon next year <laughs> and I just have no choice but to use these techniques. So uh, so this is like a practice for the Adepticon army that we're going to do. We have to build a terrain too. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh I finished lots that. of terrain. I talked about that last time. Anyhow, I'll yeah, do the questions. But we're going to have to do new terrain. Yes. Yes, that's Which fine. Which we... <laughs> are you okay with making more terrain to, to, to get there in time Adepticon is coming up only what six months away five months away Less I have many thoughts months, on, there's not, we're, we're out of time this, we'll, have to, we'll have to include <laughs> this for a future podcast alright so on to the questions you want to go with one? Oh, you, sure. you found yourself a drink while you, while you say that I shall All right. Um, so I I don't know actually where this came up, but we you know when we talk about different ways that people enjoy uh, games, right, and get really into uh, playing the actual games, right, and the strategy involved. What do you think about actions as a resource? So this is something that happens in Infinity, right? Where yeah. uh, especially because you literally get ten actions, you can spend them anywhere. But all uh, all games have somewhat an action as a resource, right? Where each person has only two and stuff like that. So what do you think in general about that? One minute. Hmm. I think it because this is really quick. I think if you lean too much into it, it gets rid of the simulation aspect. So for miniatures, I really do like it being more of a simulation because yesterday, like we played on the fully modeled terrain that I just made. I'm like, oh my god, this is so much cooler because it's so much like more like a simulation. So I I kind of yeah. dislike if it goes too much towards being a resource for your models. Okay, so the whole thing with uh, I guess another one that was pretty heavy into that was uh, War Machine, where you power up guys and you get extra attacks. Uh, if you give them more of the focus, right? So every turn you have six. The, the reason why I ask is like, those are the last two games we really, really got into besides Frostgrave, I guess. So that, I guess two out of the three games um, uh-huh. we really got into. And actions as a resource was a pretty heavy, important part of that. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that one as like actions as a resource. I would have thought it definitely that definitely is. I would have thought that was some other form of resource that's non. Well, no, you give them more actions. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, oh, the Warjacks, not your regular guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your big oh, dudes. Well, it does happen if you have a guy that actually fights, right? I just, if you're guys I just, that want to fight, you give them extra actions. Like, I, if you I give... Just, uh, I forgot because they weren't that the good. The Butcher? You're the end of the game. <laughs> the Butcher was, not, was good. Yeah, I get that There's he was. So but I'm thinking the Warjacks and the other guys, like, yeah, those definitely have actions you give towards them as resources. Yeah. But they weren't that 
good in the game for a lot of them. So I kind of forgot about that. Anyhow. Sure. Fort Wall, same thing. Mm-hmm. Which are good in the game. Yeah. All right. You want to do All a question? Sure. Let's go for the down the ethical road. So I guess last time or maybe two times ago, I said all the questions were inspired by Facebook ads. This one continues uh-huh. that trend. So Facebook was advertising a miniature a scanner for miniatures. So you could scan miniatures you have to then print sure. more of them because it would create a 3D thing. Do you think that it's just like the exact same ethical thing as just like recasting them yourself or is that like lower down because it's too easy okay five minutes wow we can talk about this a little bit more that's a good thing i added Uh, that other aspect yeah so i think uh scanning so there's obviously an ethical way you can do it right if you scan your own miniatures and you're using this thing to, uh, you know, scan something to turn it, you know, to duplicate it, right? You made one cast and you're, you're using this technology. Mm-hmm. I think obviously it's totally fine, right? There's no ethical issue. Yeah, Although you're technically the there's mm-hmm. actually more useful applications that – are you talking – was it an application or was it an actual device? It was a device. So like right now there, okay. So right now you can actually the the digital uh, camera. Um, what do you call them? Like you can do a, a camera scanner where you take a whole bunch of photos of something as long as it doesn't move, right? You can even do a person's face, and it can scan that in using the images and reconstruct it. Re- reconstructs it. Mm-hmm. So. That can be really, really useful because I was actually thinking about this exact thing, but for scanning myself and then making mm-hmm. an entire army of consisting of me's, right? Cutting off all the heads and putting your heads. So if you're talking about that, if you scan things in specifically like heads or things like that, like your own head mm-hmm. or you know other things to use, I think. I think that's honestly fine, right? Yeah. There's not, and but so that so then when you get to actually like, you know, like using it to modify things that are not we're not necessarily minis. That that part is fine, right? It's just like any kind of kit bashing kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about directly scanning a mini that already exists just to copy it, yeah, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, that's just that's just being becoming your own recaster. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, but then you're not like, how is it going to be really good? Are Let's we talking it. about theoretically? Assume it is. Okay, so assuming that I guess technically it's the same thing as the pictures, but as long as you have a high megapixel camera, it should be pretty good. So, um, for personal use. I don't know. This is Cause, a little bit have... hard to say, right? Because you're printing it off yourself for your mm-hmm. own personal use. If you're selling it to other people, that's very different, right? Yep. Because I've I've definitely recast parts to like because I want to add them. Like I want to recast this skull off this shoulder pad and add it to more shoulder pads, or this one particular shoulder pad for Space Marines and just do another one. Mm-hmm. 
How I've done could that. you? You should have just I paid know. the extra sixty bucks for the entire new package just for that one shoulder pad. Yeah, well, I might do that these days, but back when you know, <laughs> had no job, you, you had depends to, on the cost, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and when you're talking about ethical, ethically speaking, like uh, if you want a company and you really to survive, really it comes down to you want to fund them, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you are putting, you know. If you are funding them in a way that you think you know you can, I guess it's ethically speaking is fine. Whether or not it's legal, I guess it's different. It sounds right. No, so certain, to me, like you know, for legal, but if mm-hmm. I feel like they're ripping me off, yep. Right. If ethically speaking, you're you feel like you're getting ripped off, but you have a terrible addiction, so you need to buy more GW models. Mm-hmm. But you feel like you know, like 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 you said, there's one shoulder pad. It comes or one or two in, in a box. And you have to fill out a full squad. You feel like you're getting ripped off. So scanning it in and recasting it mm-hmm. is that really that bad? Yeah, the only thing is, it, like, yeah, if it's for personal use, I think it's I think it's probably fine. And I think most people would probably think it's generally fine unless they're worried about you about you undervaluing the company and not giving them enough money. Mm-hmm. Okay, like you're trying to like make more parts. Like, oh, it came, like the Space Marines come with, like you don't have enough torsos or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm just going to make some more torsos. And I can make tons more, twice as many guys. Yeah. And you're or just like, like if we're playing Infinity and you get like one guy and then you recast it a whole bunch of times. But then mm-hmm. I see you, I don't know, you also have like a Bentley or something like that. Then I'm mm-hmm. like, you could probably have afforded to help out infinity the game right the game that you really like as mm-hmm. opposed to you know using that money on you know some extra shots or you know your bentley bentley's mm-hmm. an extreme thing generally it'll be like you know you got you got extra stuff or something like that yeah okay so, i don't know i'm more i'm more communal how, what do you think yeah i think I, i'm probably going down the same line that if it's really really like if it's cost prohibitive like you're spending a whole lot of money to get one little part i'm trying to i don't know if there's a break off point for this but like you want more of one particular like type of head or something i don't know how you put a percent on it maybe like you're only using like 10 percent or less of the product you're like i just want 10 percent of the product if you're trying to duplicate more than maybe 10 percent of the product like it's hard to make a break off point but once you start duplicating like a lot of the product i can see there being sort so- of yeah, it's weird because in our hobby space, there's so many small uh, companies and small creators that I feel mm-hmm. like do not get their due, right? Do not get the money that they are worth, yep. right, for the amount of effort and the cool things that they create. And so for them, I'm like, well, well you should just be paying them. I guess if you just give them mm-hmm. a whole bunch of money and then you 3D scan it, <laughs> that's fine, mm-hmm. right? But I feel but like, like I said, I feel like they're they're completely undervalued. I feel like things like Games Workshop, though, I feel like a lot of their stuff is overvalued mm-hmm. and they don't need the money. And there's like a lot of it is just going to shareholders, which I guess this is kind of political, but like, uh, yeah, they don't need it, right? Yeah, I guess you could <laughs> so see So if you're same. feeding your addiction for a cheaper price, what, what, what's the issue? I don't know. Yeah, I guess you can see it the same way where if like a game company puts out a game with free rules and they're like, okay, buy our miniatures to play the game. Yeah. Like you're not going to be like, oh, no one can proxy any miniatures in this game because they gave you the rules for free. But like say if somebody proxied like 10% of their army and they bought 90% of it from the company, 
be like, yeah, okay, you're doing a decent job supporting. So maybe it maybe it kind of falls into the same category as that. Obviously, the league. Yeah, it's, it's like the same kind of thing. Play. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry, it's the same kind of thing as like, you know, pay pay where you play, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if you're playing at a store, you should fund the store, even though oftentimes they don't ask you for a direct payment. Yep. In the same way, if you have a game that you like, give that and that 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 game needs money, give them money, mm-hmm. right? I'm just saying for GW, they don't need the money, right? So I don't think for a lot of their things, uh, I don't think they need the money. But there's so certain smaller things, especially for G for 40k. Like 40k sells so well, I don't. It's almost better if you don't give them money to help encourage them to do different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so don't buy their codexes then, because that's more where we're, our issues are, unless with their models. Yeah. Anyway. yeah, totally scan in their codexes if you feel like you need to play <laughs> with that device, right? You just scan it through. Yeah, exactly. Use that miniature scanner on their codexes. No, we don't encourage that, of course. I, I, I'm saying ethically. Topic. I'm saying ethically it makes sense. Not not legally. Like, legally, of course. You know, there's black and white to this, but ethically, yes. you know. It's about how you judge other <laughs> it's people. It's not even black and do. white either, but, like, yeah. Close enough. It's much more black and white. Okay, well, we got two long ones and a short one in, so I think that concludes this one. All right. Well, if you guys have any questions you want us to answer, give us a shout. Uh, email us at contact at diceovereverything.com. Or find us on Facebook, where Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.